with a shortage of people out there, we're always looking for new places to hire from. What about veterans? What skills do they bring? Maybe the ability to reconstruct computers in the middle of the Atlantic that have caught fire. We talk with Billy House from MSP Hire about the unique capabilities of veterans on this bonus episode of The Business of Tech. Do you like getting paid? Then make it easy for your customers with Gazinta Payments. Do you teach your customers not to click on links from strange domain names like mymsp.monkeypayments.com or slowbooks.com? Gazinta Payments uses your branding and domain name. No redirects, no confusion. Gazinta Mobius is trusted by over a thousand MSPs to sync financial data. Their new product, Gazinta Payments, is built with the same care and empathy to make the payment process easy for your customers. Gazinta is a family-owned business dedicated to making software suck less every day. Go to G-O-Z-Y-N-T-A dot com slash payments to learn more or get started. Billy, thanks for joining me today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, when we started talking, you actually have a really interesting take on hiring of veterans and the difference that makes in IT and their careers. Give me a little bit of perspective of what's unique about hiring veterans. Uh, so I, I come at this from two different perspectives. Uh, you know, I've, I've worked in IT itself for 20 years, been working as a recruiter for a couple of years now, and I'm a veteran myself. Um, I've, I've talked to a lot of veterans and uh, especially within the MSP space, uh, you know, veterans can be a real asset um, because you know, your typical IT role, you know, help desk systems administrator, network administrator, you're, you go work for a company and you're locked into that role for however long you're there unless you promote or, or move to a different position. Um, doing IT in the military um, just like working with MSPs, right? Uh, we're looking for jack of all trades. We're looking for somebody that's got a, a big bucket of experience with multiple technologies and, you know, doing that in the Navy. Um, you know, I was a network administrator. I was a customer service agent. I was, you know, working on the, the networks and you know, doing security auditing and, and policy management and everything like that. And so, um, yeah, there's a lot that can be lost in translation, um, and I spend a lot of my time working with veterans on this. You know, we um, they, they have the experience that MSPs are looking for, definitely. It's, it's across the board. They they touch a lot of different things, um, but they don't translate it very well. Or um, a lot of uh, service members, when they're uh, separating and they they make their first resume, they they still put a lot of you know military jargon and things like that that you know uh, your your normal person who hasn't spent you know five, ten, fifteen years in the military wouldn't understand. So you, know, you look at the resume and she's like, I don't even understand what they're talking about. So let's let's start by talking a little bit about the people that are on the hiring side, and then we'll then we'll dive into some advice for the veterans themselves who are, who are looking for those roles. Okay. If I'm thinking about this like the typical MSP owner, right, or or a IT services company, or or somebody in the hiring role, one of the things that I get pushed back a lot of times when I talk about different demographics is that look, our hiring process just brings in great candidates. I hear this all the time, um, and that that they use sort of one 
open process for that. Why wouldn't the standard process for hiring, you know, work for veterans as well, just by default? Um, there, there's um a, a lot of disconnect between uh, you know veterans especially the uh, veterans that have recently separated mostly uh you know veterans that have been out in the workforce for a while um they they, they tend to have adapted you, you can tell because they're in the workforce um but it's just that that disconnect and, and speaking different languages um you know i mean we all understand the the technical speak and the technical jargon but you know the military um even the different branches of the military kind of speak their own languages and uh there's uh, a lot that can get lost in translation uh i just recently had um a client of mine uh they were sourcing for a position in brooklyn new york and i had a young marine out in california who is still on active duty but preparing to separate um and he made it all the way through my screening process um it's great. He was motivated, enthusiastic, huge background to, to fall back on, you know, with his time in the Marine Corps. Um, and so as soon as I was done with my interview, like, I mean, he just he had I mean, he checked all, every single one of the boxes. So I called my client up and I was like, look, I, I know you guys are looking to hire now, but this is your guy. I, I really think you should have a conversation with him. Um but before I recommend him to you, there there are some extenuating circumstances here. He is still on active duty. He's preparing to separate. Um, it's going to be six to eight weeks. It's a little up in the air right now because if he gets a signed offer, he could probably get out a little bit earlier. But I think it's well worth waiting and moving on this guy now. And they talked to him and uh, you know facilitated the conversation with him and helped make sure that they were clear that he's active duty, but um, he's getting out and you guys can help facilitate this process. And you guys can come together and have this happy family together. And they loved him and they, they sent him an offer letter uh, last week. So, you know, he got this Marine that hasn't even left active duty yet and already has a job in Brooklyn, New York when he moves home. So besides working with like a recruiter like yourself, what are ways for employers to plug into these communities in order to, to sort of enrich their pipeline of candidates? Um, so, I mean, I mean, social media, uh, you know, uh, Reddit, uh, LinkedIn, uh, I'm, I'm plugged into tons of veterans hiring networks, um, even Facebook, um, you know, there, there's um, veterans hiring communities and veterans uh, mentoring communities where, uh, you know, a lot of these guys and gals that are, are getting out, you know, they'll come and ask for advice like, hey, I'm getting out in a couple of months, you know, here's my resume. How does this look? And get a lot of feedback and stuff like that or that they're directly looking for a job. Like, you know, I get out in four months and I'm looking to move to, you know, X location. Um and and you see, I mean, and they're you know inside these groups on on both Facebook and LinkedIn. Yeah, I mean, there's there's people that are just you know all over it. Like, hey, you know, I um you know I work for this company and we're in this area and we've got these positions open. Send me a resume. Here's my email. Um, so social media is a great way to do some outreach for that because there's a lot of tailored communities directly for speaking to veteran job seekers. So let's flip, flip this a little bit. Let's talk to the to potential veterans and people that are considering working at, at MSPs or may not even know about that. What's the, the kind of the big hurdle that you work with, particularly on those that are separating, to help kind of match them and get their 
capabilities ready for hiring by a solution provider? Um, a lot of it is just the language, uh, right? I, I was uh, working with uh, a woman a couple weeks ago, um, and she had sent me her resume, and, and I completely understood it, right? She said that, you know, she was the S3 NCOIC, and I was like, you got to change that. Like, I know exactly what that is. You're an operations department senior manager, senior leader, but like anybody else that's never served or, or spent any, you know, time in the military isn't going to know what that means. Um, or you see people that put a lot of um, military training in their uh, in their resume. I, I reviewed one resume where uh, somebody was talking about the extensive ATFP certifications and training they had gone through. ATFP, I assume you probably don't know, is anti-terrorism and force protection. Uh, so, um, you know, it's security like physical security and armed security and, and, and things like that and if you're applying for an IT job or, or a job in the IT industry you're not going to need your anti-terrorism uh, security training so that doesn't need to be in your resume and and that that uh, that acronym you know no, nobody knows what it means take that stuff out um, so a lot of that is um, just you know, helping them tailor their their language and and their resumes to uh, the industries that they want to work in. Is it as simple, almost in a way, as, as just deacroniming everything? Because in a way, when you describe like that that particular one, I think like, well, anti-terrorism stuff that's kind of useful in cybersecurity, I would think. You know, and so, I, but the the moment I just understand what things are by just knowing their names, it feels like it's that. Is it as simple as just deacroniming? No, uh, it, it, because uh, you know, like I said, you know, ATFP, right? Uh, they, they put ATFP training in there, uh, but it, you know, it's anti-terrorism force protection. It's not really going to translate into a cybersecurity career because it is firearms training and how to stand a watch and doing security, uh, physical security, like you know, walking a post and providing uh, security and checking IDs and looking for bombs and stuff like that. You know, not something that that is going to translate into IT or cyber. Um, so uh, it's it's and some of it is translation, right? S three is you know, it's operations. It's it's a code name for an operations department. So um, not just deacroniming it, but like translating it into, yeah, uh, you know, it's almost like a, a um, uh, like like a DNS, right? Doing some some name resolution so that you know it's making it human readable. Um, so uh, that there's a lot of that, um, and also I I had a, a resume from a guy who uh, listed a bunch of military awards. In, in his resume. Uh, but he was in the military 15 years ago, and he's been working in the civilian world since. Um, and, you know, the, the military awards that he listed, uh, kind of irrelevant. You know, Good Conduct Medal, uh, Global War on Terrorism Service Medal. Uh, we know you served in the Army. Like, you've got the Army in your resume. We, we don't need all of this superfluous data here. So what's like the biggest set of skills that veterans get through the through the process of their service that they're kind of devaluing and not putting including on their resumes enough? Adaptability, 100%. Um, you know, being able to work uh in in very stressful situations. 
Um, yeah, I mean, that's something I picked up early on in my career in the Navy. Uh, you know, I was working on a computer system on a ship out in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. And it was, um, you know, the computer that controlled this system was a uh, very antiquated machine, Windows 95. And this was in the mid-2000s. Uh, and it caught fire. Uh, but it was a very important system. Uh, it, it, it controlled a very important uh, system on the ship. And it needed to be back up. But it was a Windows 95 computer in, in the mid-2000s. Like, we're in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. What do you do? Um, I took apart a bunch of different computers. I made a Frankenstein machine. I hopped on a, a helicopter. And I flew around to a bunch of different ships that were out there with us. And I managed to collect an entire Windows 95 installation set and, and reinstalled and got the system back up and running. Um, you know, Working in high-pressure situations and, and being able to get things done um, you know, a lot of people, you know, they, they just kind of, you know, shut down, you know, especially when the pressure's on, right? Something's down and it needs to be back up because it's costing us lots of money. Um, you know, some people just like, you know, go blank. Whereas, you know, some of this military, um, you know, especially if they spent more than a couple of years in, you know, they've got, they, they've almost got that, you know, I mean, it's instantaneous response of like, you know, just thinking, okay, what are our options? What are our paths? You know, what are we going to move? You know, just doing a lot of different calculations in the moment and, and being effective and getting results. So, Billy, if people are interested in getting more resources to help with their hiring process, where can they go? Um, they, they go to our website, uh, msphire.com. Um, you know, we've got uh, you know, contact information on there. Uh, you can reach out to, to, our team or, you know, I mean, we have resources available on the website and, uh, you know, the, the, that's a, a great starting point. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you joining me today, giving me some insights into the way to, to work better with this, this great untapped resource of those veterans out there. Thanks for joining me. Absolutely. I appreciate you having me today. The Business of Tech is written and produced by me, Dave Sobel, under ethics guidelines posted at businessof.tech. Like the content? Support the show at patreon.com slash mspradio or buy our Why Do We Care merch at businessof.tech. If you want to reach our listeners, visit mspradio.com slash engage. Part of the MSP Radio Network.